Welcome back to Degenerates Not Your Mom's podcast. This is Legina, and today I am joined by someone I probably spend the most time with after Rodrigo, my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, um, she is my very talented, wonderful friend and coworker. She has a beautiful voice. She is a former professional music theater and opera singer, creative bartender, expert at love languages, full-time degenerate, <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> Thank you for the wonderful intro. I feel so special and it is great to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. I mean, I've we've wanted to have you on Degenerates for a long time. Always, you know, like weird technical and uh, <laughs> time-wise difficulties all the time. But I'm really happy um, you've joined us today. And I don't know. I'm. Are you drinking anything? <laughs> I'm like, why am I nervous? I feel so nervous, Liz. Is no. Actually, I don't even know why I said Elizabeth because I no one ever calls her Elizabeth. That's I was like, true. Elizabeth. <laughs> Only my roommate and my parents. Um, but yes, I am <laughs> drinking something. Um, I have some sangria that I uh, drunkenly made after I came home from the beach yesterday that I <laughs> did not need yesterday, but have the whole picture of it now. Ooh. I also have coffee and water because I'm a Which triple fister. We, al <laughs> we always need to be hydrated, guys, when we're drinking and when we're not drinking, but mostly when we're drinking. Um, I have a bloody... No, that's not a Bloody Mary. This is a Michelada. Mm, <laughs> that is covered with all these sesame seeds and spices that Rodrigo whipped up for me. Wow, and do you fancy. know what do you know what sesame seed is in Spanish? No, I'd love to. It's the craziest word. I've ever I bet. Heard. I it's bet. like ajonjoli. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Wait, say it again. I, I don't know. I don't honestly, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but <laughs> and Rodrigo was like, Oh, we have the ahuli. And I'm like, The what? <laughs> I was like, so, wow. Learn something new every day. Some, something like that. <laughs> Anyways, cheers, everyone. Grab your drinks, grab your wines. Or if you don't drink waters, cheers. <laughs> have a drink. Tasty. <laughs> oh my God, so good. <sighs> so we. I've actually been spending a lot of time together. So we were at the beach yesterday together, <laughs> Coney Island. Yeah, literally, we are inseparable the past few <laughs> weeks for whatever reason. Like, and spend more time with you than I do by myself. <laughs> and and we work together, which, you know, helps with how much time we spend together. <laughs> and then, like, the two, one or two days I don't work with her because our schedules are different. I'm like, I hate this job. <laughs> Where is Liz? <laughs> I get work all sad. <laughs> um, by the way, I got like really sunburned. Yikes. <laughs> As you can see, I don't look any different. I don't know. <laughs> my back, no, it's really funny because my whole belly is super white right now. <laughs> And then, like, my back is red. And I was like, how did this happen? And I do think I'm kind of, I get, like, kind of, I feel like I'm invincible sometimes to the sun. And I'm just like, 
I don't need sunscreen. I ju- I'll just get a tan. And then it like starts hurting. So I don't know why I did that yesterday. I was just like, no, nah, I'm okay. And it was like really sunny and nice. So <laughs> yeah, it was intense sun for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't f around with the sun. Like I will turn <laughs> into a lobster immediately. So if I know I'm gonna have longer than 15 minutes in the sun, I slather right. on the SPF. No, I have to be more like that. I I'm generally like that with everything. I think I'm just like not prepared, and I or sometimes I just think ah, it's okay. It'll something will happen and I'll be fine. You know, <laughs> type yeah. of way, which is like kind of not good. Um, speaking speaking of lobsters, that's why we go to Coney Island, the Ugh. garbage ocean. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like I'm always, I whenever I get there, there's like so many people and like chaos all around, and I'm like, why do I come here? Well, it's always for the lobster roll, which you actually introduced me to last year. So so good. Now I have to go every year, multiple we times. Had- three yesterday me and my boyfriend (laughs) we had one each when we got there we were like one each right yeah yeah one each and then like after liz uh joined us we're like i I think we need one more (laughs) oh so good it's so good um anyways i do have some questions okay sorry (laughs) no yeah i was just gonna say like the weather has been perfect in New York City lately, like, oh, the beach, like, I want to go to the park. I have so much summer stuff to do. I feel like that's I the know, whole energy uh, of the city right now. It's just like, it's, it's like coming in. It's like the summer new of New summer, York City. Yes. Yeah. Everyone's just like going nuts and it's Gemini season and we're all freaking nuts. <laughs> like, okay, let's talk about, okay, then let's talk about Gemini season a little Gemini bit. Gemini season. Because- <laughs> So we have been spending a lot of time together because, partly kind of because it was your birthday. It was Liz's birthday. So we went to New Orleans together for a fun trip that I didn't talk about on the podcast because I was saving it for when she was on. And then we can talk about it together. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, her your birthday brunch. And then for some reason, we went out last week together or a few days ago together. And then we went to the beach together. So... Overall, we've been feeling this energy in New York City, right? We're like, mm-hmm. what is yeah. happening? <laughs> and I mean, I I don't always go big on my birthday, but like every mm-hmm. other year or so, I just like do it up hard. So this year was a trip. <laughs> it was like a full Saturday of stuff in the city. Mm-hmm. It was like, anyway, I've just been like in festival, as we say in my family. But it's also like a great time to do that because it's not even like super hot humid like disgusting summer yet (laughs) it's honestly my birthday is in the perfect at the perfect time it's may 24th for anyone who's you know wondering happy birthday liz (laughs) (laughs) anyone wants to send send gifts (laughs) yes i can uh, attach my venmo handle yep we'll have a liz's venmo handle and instagram (laughs) handle all below where all the handles are always (laughs) but i won't say no to that (laughs) so like okay gemini season back to gemini season because i've said this a lot on the podcast that i really don't know a lot about astrology stuff and i'm always like i should read more about it and then i never do so currently all i know is about virgos and leos because mainly is leo my boyfriend is a leo and then i discovered that i'm my moon is in leo i think and i was like that that kind of makes sense um and then virgo is virgo so like i'm i'm a virgo so i know that 
That's about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah, you're the you're an earth sign and you mm. show up very Virgo at work. So I don't know how you show up in like love other than what I see from you and Rodrigo uh-huh. on the outside. But um, you're definitely a Virgo at work and I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah i used to like hate i used to always it's really weird because i used to not like it and also in korea we do blood types for some reason oh weird (laughs) and yeah so there's literally like four four or five blood types and that like is literally like what we do for like are you are you are you a scorpio i hate you type of thing is like if you're a a b you're like a crazy person (laughs) wow (laughs) yeah it's like a weird thing and i used to always think i was type a and type a is literally the virgo of like blood types so you're like very you know like precise and schedule whatever all of that shit and then i was Mm -hmm. like oh i don't like it and then i discovered that i was type o actually (laughs) i don't know why i thought i was a so this is what how i felt when i discovered i was a leo (laughs) like leo moon i was like yeah, yeah, that's why I always don't think I'm a full Virgo. No, and I'm, I think if I remember correctly from like middle school science class, I was like O negative, which uh, it was special uh-huh. because I think if I remember correctly, O negative blood types can't like they're the universal blood type. Like anyone can accept mm. O negative blood. Right. So they really want people with O negative blood to give blood because anyone can use it. So yeah. Just another reason why I'm special. So special. A unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. So, okay, let's go back to... I'm like, okay, you're special. (laughs) Cool. But let's go back to um, Gemini. So you said it's Gemini season. What is that? Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) No, so it's just like one of the sun signs. It's like late Mm. May to through like mid-June, mid to late June. Uh Um. And yeah, Geminis tend to be very um, flexible. They're very okay. uh, curious, like playful people. So they're represented by the twins. So a lot of times people are like, oh, split personalities or, hmm. you know, something to that okay. effect, which could be seen as like a positive or a negative. Um, hmm. I like to view it as a positive because if I'm like, you know, I like to say to my friends, family, potential boyfriends you know you'll never be bored with me because it's yeah dating five people like at the same time like you never know who you're gonna get that day but um so if you're willing to roll with it uh, right i mean gemini's are a fun time but we can also i think some of the negatives are like they're fickle they're uh flighty they could be two-faced so but you know you could see it one way or you could see it the other. Exactly. <laughs> half full or half empty, you choose, right? <laughs> Yo, I used to, what's funny is I used to put on like my profiles, like half glass full kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, ew, like what? <laughs> you still believe that, Legina? Um, not sure. Kind I'm of. pretty I mean, sure. I still, I still believe it a little bit, but. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of my first dating profiles i put like Mm -hmm. live laugh love or something really (laughs) stupid and cliche because you know like i never try that hard at my profiles um 
but like back when it was when I was new at it, I was just like yeah. phoning it in. But now it's like that's literally the most cliche thing you could put on. <laughs> There's a lot of things profile. like that that like now you recognize. It's like oh ew, why did I do that? <laughs> exactly. Either way, um, did you know like low rise jeans are coming back? No. I'm like no. Please, why? Please, like, we why? already did this. Go away forever. <laughs> Like, we suffered through it already. We suffered I enough. No, I'm like, why <laughs> would they do that to us? Like, I, I like wearing my crop tops. I can't wear crop tops with low-rise jeans. Mom jeans all the way, baby. <laughs> the higher, the better. Get them up there. My gosh, for reals. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we've been spending a lot of time. Well, not that's why. We've always spent a lot of time. But I feel like since... It's been summer. We've been more just because we want to get out more. We've been like restless. Also, pandemic stuff, you know, all of that. <laughs> We've been getting so, through that. Like one of the reasons I wanted to uh, go on a trip with Legina. First of all, we get along great. Second of all, we both have an incredible passion for good food, good drinks, um, having a good time, being out on the town, hitting the bars, and what better place to do that than in New Orleans? Like, it's yeah. literally one of the... <laughs> I was trying to think, like, is there a more degenerate town? Like, it's all about the partying and the debauchery mm. and, like, yeah. running around topless and, you know, boobies right. and... Like, woo, flashing people frat and strip party, clubs and... Like, bachelorettes, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, honestly, it's a super fun spot to go if you're into that. But, you know, mm. incredible place for foodies. There's a lot of cool drink history there. So I wanted to go with yeah, Gina because she's been there. Yeah. <laughs> she'd been there before. She knows a lot of spots, and it's one of our favorite things to do together. What was so, some of the highlights of New Orleans? Right, for right. You? I was, <laughs> I was going to ask you, but. Um... I really enjoyed Frenchman Street. Well, okay, one, like, Bourbon Street, you always have to do, right? That's, like, something you all, you do. You get drunk there. You drink the disgusting slushy drinks, which oh. was also fun. Like, you know, you have to do it one day. <laughs> she hated it. But... Well, look, yeah, I mean, I'm glad. For me, this trip was my first time, so I had to get all the, like, you gotta do it things out of the way first. Yeah. Um, so we definitely... Went to Bourbon Street, like, we got hur a hurricane at the original, like, what was that place called? Patty O'Brien's or something? Yeah, Patty O'Brien's. Uh, where, Pat O'Brien's, where the first All right. hurricane originated from, and lo and behold, it was gross. And then the other <laughs> one, <laughs> I'm sure it's good, at, was good at some point, but, like, now that it's, like... Such or like overgenerated tourist commercial right. thing now or is people like people just don't like that type of drink now or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. like I, I honestly don't know that it tastes anything like a hurricane should taste. It was kind of just like a bunch of juice. Um, and then there was the voodoo daiquiri, which was like this purplish, blackish, <laughs> like frozen yeah. sludge that everyone was walking around with. And I, I guess it tasted fine, but, you know, it's kind of just like a, a slushy yeah. alcohol drink. But yeah, <laughs> like, the only one... like slushy drink I'll keep going back to is the frozen Irish coffee there. Oh, probably. God, that was yeah. that true. That was so delicious. Good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one I didn't have? The one in the like penis looking cup with the. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what's in those, but they have these penis grenade looking cups. <laughs> Grenades. Yeah, that's what Is they were. Called? Yeah. I was trying and to remember the name of it. Everyone's walking around with it. Okay. Also, like, why is it such a like bride's uh what do you call it um bachelorette party place just because yeah. like you can go wild i think that's so. the only reason because i would never want to have my bachelorette party in new orleans i don't want it well yeah i mean i think just the frat boy energy there is pretty strong mm-hmm. too so like you know most bachelorette parties are looking to have a wild get- girl night and like get yeah. attention from men and maybe hire a male stripper and like do stuff like that so like that makes sense it, it does seem to make sense that they would choose that place for getting wild maybe maybe if you're a younger bride it yeah would. i feel like maybe. i wouldn't i feel like i would <laughs> do something a little more relaxing i don't know I, new orleans to me is like you have to have so much energy to do it you know, yeah. because just because of like, bur- I guess it's just because of Bourbon Street, kind of, because that place is like, if you think New York is dirty, <laughs> go to Bourbon Street. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I don't think much about wedding stuff or bachelorette stuff, but it's probably not my speed either. Like, I kind of mm-hmm. like to be a fly on the wall for places like that. Like, I don't want to be the center of attention. Yeah. Like, bride person walking down bourbon <laughs> street like oh, wow. you know like yeah i'm sure it would be, I fun, guess it would be but... fun if you think about about it like that just for like attention and stuff mm-hmm. yeah that's probably why people do it but speaking of attention well i'll, I'll we'll come back to um <laughs> what the more like more of our highlights from this trip but liz sung on stage <laughs> on one of the jazz oh, bars <laughs> and got all the attention yeah, thanks to you who like instigated that a little bit. <laughs> well, not really, yeah, so kind of. <laughs> you definitely encouraged it. Um, yeah, I know. So we walked, we were walking around Frenchman Street, walked into this one bar, and outside the bar, a guy was like, You guys got to go into this place. It's so fun. The band is yeah. so good. They're doing like kind of like open mic stuff. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, mm. sure, whatever. Not interested in <laughs> singing. <Sing. laughs> um, but, like, as we're sitting there and enjoying the band, doing different songs, we notice different people are kind of swapping in and out, like different drummers, different mm. bassists, uh, and, like, some singers joining the main singer on stage and doing, like, collab stuff. And um, But then again, everyone was so polished, so good, uh, so I was like, these guys all know each other. They do this all the time. Yeah, like, like this is this not isn't... open mic. This is <laughs> yeah, this isn't like some Plans. amateur hour uh-huh. like live band karaoke. Like I was enjoying how good they were, and then mm-hmm. like you know after our umpteenth drink, um, <laughs> we start like talking to some of the locals there. Like Legina was talking to one of the drummers, and then one of the friends of the band was talking with me, and like. Oh, I kind of regret it now, but I said something about being a singer and he's like, oh, well, so what are you going to say? And I'm like, <laughs> fuck, like, <laughs> how do I get out I of this like, now? Yes! I was like, <laughs> yes. 
And I'm like, just at that point of like drunk enough to be like, okay, I guess I can whip (laughs) something out. Thing is, I did. I went to New Orleans like a month before with my boyfriend, and while I was there, I like saw things, and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm gonna do this with Liz," or I would like mentally take a note. And in front of there was so Cafe du Monde in front of the beignet place, there was this guy with a microphone when I was there with my boyfriend, and this girl randomly, I I don't, I think she asked if she can sing a song or something, and she took it, and I took like I had a mental note like. I'm going to make Liz sing somewhere, like somewhere. I don't know where. I don't want her to sing in front of the beignet place. But I was like, oh, this can happen. Like, because people were just like, can I sing a song with you too? And just like sang on the street. So I thought that. And I was like, so happy it happened. Yeah, well, that's one thing I did notice. Like, everyone there is super friendly. Like, Mm. from the Uber drivers to the random guys outside the bars. Like, not in a creepy way, but they're just like, ah, it's really fun in there. Go in there. Like, you know, they just want to talk to you, and they're all there to have a good time. And A lot of them are drunk, but... (laughs) So were we, so... But yeah, no, I got up and I sang Etta James, and, um, and it went fine. You know, wasn't my was best fun. performance, oh. but um, <laughs> also like uh, billion drinks in, it was like almost what three or something, almost two, three. Yeah, yeah. The bar, <laughs> the bar, so the bartender, we were sitting at the oh my bar, gosh. waiting for it to be my turn for the song, and the bartender is like openly saying stuff like they were supposed to be done like four songs ago, and of course each song is like taking ten. 15 minutes. Okay, but because also there was this one guy talking endlessly before each song because he was really drunk. Getting rounds of shots for the whole band. Every five minutes, it was crazy. In between every song, he was handing out shots for the Mm -hmm. whole band. And um, anyway, he was was a trip too, but definitely a highlight. To yeah, say that was that so I sang fun. on Frenchman Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like recorded. I felt like one of those moms with the camcorders like <laughs> cuz I was like this is this is my friend to the people next to me and they were like yeah, yeah, we know. <laughs> cuz I was like yay and I was just like recording the whole time. Um number 1 I fan. do want to I do <laughs> I do want to say about the the drummer Oh my god. Okay. So this drummer, I th- <laughs> was like a joke at the end. <laughs> so I had this radar the whole trip. I don't know why. I, I always feel like this is even when I was single. I feel like I always feel like I want to be um, a wingman of my friends. Like even if I go out with my guy friends, I'm like constantly looking at like hot girls. I'm like, go, go talk to this girl. Like, ah, oh. I've even gone to girls and bought shots for them. Like I've even gone to them and be like, do you guys want to have shots with me and my friend over there? And like brought the girls over to a guy friend, you know? So the whole trip, I was kind of like that. And I was, I mean, since we're on a trip, I'm not looking for someone for like Liz to spend her whole life with, right? I'm just kind of like, who looks fuckboy enough to like come have a fun time and buy us drinks for a little, you know? So this drummer looked like that. He had like earring. He looked very like fuckboyish. So I was, I glanced at him a few times and apparently he thought that I was really into him. So he came over and was like, started talking to me. And I think the only reason he came and started talking to me was he got back from Japan a few days ago from like some tour or some something he did. And he asked me, this is the second time I've heard this question. 
And every time I'm like, don't know what to think or say to it. <laughs> and he said, so are you Japanese or are you Asian? This is the second time I've heard this question. <laughs> I was like, why does it say the first time was a few years back so it's like okay and the, the kid uh, yeah the, <laughs> the kid that asked me that a few years back was this kid that lived in New Jersey like almost his whole, whole life in this one neighborhood and then just moved to New York and it was probably like his first time he was like a closeted gay that couldn't even come out in his neighborhood and like Three years later, after I quit that job, I heard that he came out and we were, everyone was like, finally, like we all knew. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know what this guy's deal was, but he asked the same question. I was like, ha ha ha, no, we're all Asians. <laughs> yeah, it, we had a few moments in New Orleans or like, honestly, any other kind of city or part of the mm -hmm. country that you visit, you're you're confronted with certain things where you're like, oh, right. Like everywhere that isn't New York City or one <laughs> oh, of yeah. these like really progressive cities, like it feels like you've stepped back in time where people are yeah. just more ignorant. Like they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know where the potholes yeah. are of like offensiveness. So like, right. yeah, we get spoiled living here where like most That's people are true. pretty aware. And But the thing is, okay, it's like less progressive or less um, educated or whatever, but I think those people are more friendly. <laughs> so I know that New York is like really less friendly, you know? <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, a you know, there's always a balance somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> true, um, true, true. Yeah, so what, what other else? highlights? I'm like yeah, trying other... <laughs> to remember. Like there was so many things. I wrote down so many things. So uh, back to the drinks though, we... I did finally get to try the Ramos Gin Fizz, which Ooh, yes. was incredible so at the good. historic Sazerac Bar in the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, also had a Sazerac, but, you know, not really a whiskey girl. So it was fine, but not my favorite. <laughs> I, I would go back for the Gin Fizz, that, though. Right. 100%. Sazeracs are just like, a, it's like an old fashioned, you know, kind of. They're simple, mm -hmm. like old fashioned drinks. But sure. anyone who wants to go to New Orleans, like really tune in <laughs> because we got like all the oh. places oh, or, yeah. or just like give us a text or DM, you know, we can guide right. you to the right places. We worked hard for all of these wrecks, like come like tried and tested. So um, <laughs> one of my other favorite things that we did, um, I'm a big like supernatural fan. Like I like mm -hmm. all the ghost stories. Um, so we did a ghost tour, uh, that was recommended to us by our Airbnb host. And, mm -hmm. uh, it was really, really great. Our tour guide was phenomenal. She like knew so many stories, um, and just was a wealth of information. Yeah. Uh, but we did like a walking tour and it was like eight o'clock. So it was like dusk, dark, like mm -hmm. there were like a hundred other tours going on but we it had was like a, just getting creepy you yeah, know yeah it was yeah. like i can't imagine doing it in the daytime that would have been weird but um yeah we saw spikes on like you know those pillars that hold up like mm -hmm. the front of the house they had like weird spikes on them and then she yeah. told us like a creepy story about how a young lady had a lover like a 16 year old girl yeah. had a lover visiting her bedroom on the second floor. And then her dad came home with a shotgun. So the young man like, like jumped out the window yeah. 
and then like castrated himself on these spikes which was like a crazy gruesome story there's also a lady in the upstairs of lafitte's blacksmith shop who Mm -hmm. hung herself herself. and sometimes you see her hanging in the window yeah and then lafitte's also has (laughs) (laughs) so lafitte's blacksmith shop is a bar right now it's a bar but maybe you know more of the history right like what it used to be Oh, I honestly have no idea. It used to be a blacksmith shop. So Lafitte is someone, it's a pirate that saved New Orleans uh, or something. You know, he's like a famous person in New Orleans. So his brother used to work or he used to work in the blacksmith shop. And who's the ghost though? No, so I think this store, (laughs) yeah, it's been a blacksmith shop historically, Mm -hmm. but it's also just always like a front for like oh, right. pirated goods. Mm-hmm. So Lafitte being a pirate, you know, he would use this store. And it, I think she said it was like the oldest building in New Orleans, still yeah. standing structure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why it's famous. Now it's just like a ratchet bar, but um, <laughs> lots of history. And the other ghost that hangs out there is a pervy <laughs> ghost in the ladies <laughs> bathroom who touches butts. He touches I, butts. That's why I didn't go to the bathroom there. <laughs> For oh yeah, reason. me neither. I mean, like, mm, I don't want to go there. No, but yeah, there's been lots of uh, reported cases of butt touching by a ghost <laughs> by in the ladies' ghost. bathroom. So Maybe we should have gone. We should have gone. Like, when are we gonna have that experience? A ghost touching our butt, you know? <laughs> Next time. Next time. Uh, but yeah, and then so that was the ghost tour. We also did some other creepy stuff. Hmm. We did, we went to the Museum of Death. Like, these are all things, honestly, like, I feel like I wouldn't have thought to do if I I didn't go with you. Yeah, me neither. I'm not a museum person. Mm -hmm. And, like, honestly, going by yourself would have been kind of (laughs) weird. I think, like, I probably would have been too weirded out. But, like, with you. Museum of Death. My gosh. Mm -hmm. That Museum of Death, I thought would be like this tiny place that doesn't have too much i thought it would be like a few things about serial killers and not that interesting but we spent a lot of time there because there was a lot of reading or watching to do and one of the videos oh my gosh one of the videos was actually i don't know we stood there are you talking about okay she's talking about (laughs) there was a video playing with a very detailed how-to on the embalming process so, like, literally how they prepare uh, bodies after death for, for an open funeral, casket right. or whatever the case is, mm-hmm. viewing. Um, but, oh, my God, like, you would never want to know this. <laughs> it, was but, like, so it was so detailed. Graphic and detailed. And, like, we were just mesmerized for, like, minutes and minutes. Um, but, no, like really interesting it's not a big place but you walk Mm. in the whole first section is like taxidermied animals and like (laughs) brains and fetuses in weird animals in jars and (laughs) um and like there was a whole section on famous uh serial killers killers, which Mm -hmm. legina loves so much and is so fascinated (laughs) by um so you could really and they had all these letters that they had written or like poems written by these people in jail or, or like, like artwork that they've yeah. like drawn like creepy weird stuff that you wouldn't think of it's not just yeah. information and pictures it's like mm-hmm. they have like actual 
like art projects. <laughs> like the yeah, serial it, killer drew this was... picture in jail. <laughs> like <laughs> we were like one of them. We we're like, what's wrong with him? Like, is he stupid? Like it was yeah, like, like a kid cool dragon, stick- bro. <laughs> stick figures and stuff. See you like dragons. Oh That's yeah. pretty neat. Like anyway, um, and then there was like a machine. Um, so if anyone knows about Jack Kevorkian, he was a scientist that mm-hmm. um, assisted people with their own suicides, like people who had a really like fatal disease and were in a lot of pain and kind mm-hmm. of wished for death. Like he was one of the doctors at the time that was willing to assist in someone's like suicide, right? So he right. created a machine called a thanatron and they had one of those that like it's like the suicide machine so anyway and then there were like busts of people not busts but like um what do you Um, call them casts of people's faces that have died like lots of famous people there were a lot of Mm -hmm, like like robin which is weird you wouldn't think yeah it's just weird i didn't really notice like or like know that that was something people did. They used to do that like hundreds and hundreds of years ago when mm-hmm. people would die, they would take a cast of your face just to like, you're dead. What is that? To <laughs> they, just like, me- right. Just but it's mem- like, yeah, it's like a way of like taking a picture, but maybe even before pictures were a thing. Right. Like, back I in the really, really old days, like, you'd take a yeah, cast yeah. of their face, which right. is, I didn't realize that was such a big practice. Mm. Um, but they had a bunch of those. They had like Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah. Right? And they Lincoln. Had, and they had Robin Williams, which like I, I don't thought know that if was that's so weird. Real. Yeah. I know. I'm like, do they still do this? Like, like who just who would allow it? Do you think? Yeah. The honestly, it was, was probably like, like a 3D printer made it or something. Um, I guess <laughs> I have no true. idea. But uh, <laughs> what else? They had t- just so many pictures of dead people. Yeah dead babies, dead children. I'm like, back in the 1900s, like, that's the picture you want to hang on the wall is like, yeah, your, your dead child. Or your aunt like, Jemima that, like, in her rocking chair, but she's dead. Like, like it's so her, weird. Yeah. So creepy. <laughs> there was like, also a room that just continuously played people killing people. And it, it was, there were, like, real videos, not, like, yeah. movie videos. There, It was some I don't even know if it was some demo or like yeah like what you would see on the news like but like the news only shows clips like this was just a continuous like people like beating up each other and killing them that was gruesome yeah but I don't know what was the whole point of the death or like the museum of death like they they had like a a mission statement of like we just want oh. to show people mm-hmm. death in all of its forms so that they can enjoy life enjoy. right 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 or be it grateful for like the that. life they yeah, had like we have. just want to show death like everywhere like everything it, yeah they- like it's not something like crazy it's not something that only happens when you're old or whatever you know it's like it's very much near <laughs> everywhere so when you're alive like you know right and it's not even something to be afraid of it's just a part of Mm -hmm. life like Mm -hmm. everyone like yeah there's no escaping it yeah um scary (laughs) no i know it just we spent what like an hour maybe a little maybe a little more yeah and i like when you come out of that place you're just like 
whoa. Who, who am I? What am, where am I? What is, like, I, you're like, just, thought about my whole like funeral. A- yeah, I was like, I don't want to be <laughs> embalmed or whatever. It was a trip. It was a trip, yeah. That was What fun. do you think, <laughs> just to get off the topic of death for a second, uh-huh. uh, we also ate a ton of really great food. What was, like, your favorite meal? Oh, probably the boil. The seafood boil was my favorite. It was so, so good. Um, I feel like I've been wanting, like, a good seafood boil for a while. It's kind of... There's a few places in New York City, but they, like, lather it in sauce, which I love. (laughs) But I didn't expect it to be so good without it being, like, super saucy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the seasonings. Like, there wasn't even a lot of juice or dips. Right, right. So um, she's talking about, we went to Bevy Seafood Co., which was a recommendation by a fr- family friend who lives mm-hmm. in New Orleans. So it's a little outside of the French Quarter, but if you get a chance to go there, um, it's really, really great. Uh, and we got like the sampler platter, which of course yeah. was like a plate as big as the table, just mountain yeah. of crawfish, crabs, potatoes, corn, sausage, like all of the things. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, luckily, I had a friend of mine join us. Well, kind of a new friend. Um, he joined <laughs> us and uh, had lived in New Orleans before and was uh, more uh, veteran of eating seafood. So I needed a little coaching. I've I've definitely had like seafood out the shell. <laughs> fair before, share of yeah. I'm a li- I was a little out of practice, so he was showing me how to like slurp the meat yeah. out of the <laughs> crawfish and stuff. crawfish um, that one i wasn't used to crawfish like we don't really get a lot of crawfish around here i don't think oh you know, yeah like shrimp that's... and you know that lobster and shrimp we get a lot but crawfish is kind of that's you know, a hard to come across. delicacy yeah yeah, yeah. for sure it's really my good, favorite though. meal i think was muriel's oh that was um, good too Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I was a little nervous about that place because I thought maybe it'd be a tourist trap. Uh, a friend mm-hmm. of mine, well, a coworker of mine recommended it because she used to live down there too. And uh, it ended up being fantastic. Uh, also, there's what? a ghost table there. Ooh, <laughs> thank you for reminding me. That was part of our tour too. We walked Ooh. past Muriel's. This was before we ate, ate there. We ate there like the yeah. next day. But on the ghost tour, we walked past Muriel's and uh, there's like a separate window looking down a hallway that's not like the immediate restaurant where all the people are Mm -hmm. sitting. It's like its own little hallway. And there is a table set with a candle and some bread and some wine because Mm -hmm. the story goes that there was, um, I wish I had written down notes on this, but there was a a man in the 1700s, I want to say, that um, he had his own life story. Like, Mm -hmm. he was kind of a loser. Like, he gambled away (laughs) all his money. And, like, at one point he did, I think, own this restaurant or it had been a restaurant when he was alive. And then... Mm -hmm. Um, something, something, whatever. He died. He led a loser life and then he died. And then in death was like tormenting this restaurant. Yeah. Uh, his, his ghost was there like making appearances, like, sh- uh, throwing plates, like just wrecking the house. And, yeah. um, at one point 
someone discovered that all he wanted as the ghost of himself to feel appeased was that he just wanted to be acknowledged. Right. So they decided they would keep a table set for him at all times with bread and wine. And as long as they kept a table sat or set up for him, he mm-hmm. would leave the restaurant alone. So um, now there is a <laughs> you forever have, table you have set. have really good memory. Because... <laughs> I oh my remember, god when you I said loser i was like oh yes it was the loser <laughs> ghost i, I <laughs> wish i had better had no details <laughs> yeah no like fucking toxic masculinity goes on after life everybody like he's uh, like very I feel, fragile man right uh, i lost all people. my money gambling i'm just gonna throw plates around now because like look at me look at me <laughs> i need to be known <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm special. People tell me how special I am, even if it's <laughs> a ghost and long dead. Anyway, no, but Which like, reminds me. Oh no, I sorry. Yeah. I was just gonna say that whole city. The reason why they have so many ghost tours, like apparently, there's been so many fires. There's been so many floods. Like they've had like plagues and like all the like they've just had in their very small time of being a city. Like because they weren't, mm-hmm. they, they don't go back that far in history right but they've mm. just had so much death so, so much yeah they like really you can dig so deep into and, right uh-huh. you can just there's yeah. a lot of death so of course and a lot of traumatic death which <laughs> as our ghost tour lady said oh yeah that is how uh ghosts form is by sudden and or traumatic death uh mm. and then they're like spirits are lost in this kind of middle place um if you believe in that sort of thing. But yeah, yeah so that's why there's so much uh, uh, ghosts and ghost right. stories. And also, like, um, if anyone watches American Horror Story. So, yes. Yeah. We Madame- need to talk about her. We need <laughs> okay, to talk about her. This is the last her. thing we're going to talk about New Orleans and we're going to move on. But <laughs> tell that story because that was really interesting. Yeah. So if you are someone who watches American Horror Story, you'll, you would have remembered... Um, Who's that actress's name that plays her? Oh, I don't know the lady's name. Oh, anyway, but she mm. is a very famous serial killer from New Orleans. Mm. I want to say uh, early 1800s, something like that. Um, but she was uh, a very wealthy upper class woman who um, would torment her slaves, which honestly is it's a terrible, very sad story that like, yeah, I won't Bates. go into Thank Kathy you. Bates. Kathy Bates plays mm-hmm. Madame LaLaurie in a season of uh, American Horror Story. Horror Story. Mm-hmm. And actually, fun fact, <laughs> I was in a micro opera in grad school where That's I played so crazy. Madame I didn't know LaLaurie. That. I know, I like forget about this all the time, but I was in a, someone wrote a micro opera and I was madame lalaurie in it and i got to like paint my face with blood and i had i really didn't know much (laughs) about her history or even that she was that like real of a person but um crazy fun fact uh i Mm. played her once but yeah uh so she would she had like this whole torture chamber in her house where she would torture and murder her slaves and harvest their blood because she believed that putting it on her face would make her youthful or something uh she (laughs) was crazy and um anyway so lots of horrible things happened gruesome horrible things there was also like a story our ghost tour 
guide told us about um, a young, she had like a 13 year old slave working in her home who was brushing her hair and wasn't brushing gently enough and like ripped through the knots. knots. And then the story goes that Madame LaLaurie chased her like through the house and like basically off the second story balcony and she like fell to her death in the Mm. garden or something. And um, so her ghost has had sightings and um, anyway, lots of, lots of interesting stuff in that house. So another, another fun fact is that house was owned by fucking Nicholas Cage at one point. (laughs) Right. I was like, everybody's favorite (laughs) Nicholas Cage. I'm being sarcastic. Um, loser all losers in my opinion but uh <clears throat> you know if you if you like him to each their own but yeah. honestly i feel like someone like nicholas cage only wants to own a house like that just because they're like bored be known and they, to, to have yeah a like yeah like, like you he's just not need even more attention of it or anything right it's just like <laughs> whoa nicholas cage owns that house that was a murder house like you know he just yeah. wanted that no like, it's a pretty incredible, like, I think plenty of people have, like, owned some of these houses with some of these really insane stories mm-hmm. and histories yeah. and hauntings and, like, people still buy these houses and they still use them and live in them. And it's, like, I don't know. Are, are, living are, it, are, though. Yeah, like, are you just, either you don't believe at all that the ghosts mm-hmm. are there, like, you just don't believe in any of it, or you're that interested in, like, having your own experience yeah or you know it's just to impress your friends like remember that really haunted house i own it like whatever like i right. turned it into I a mean, hotel I, or <laughs> i ho- i wish that rich people like wouldn't just buy it for that for the value of like i have this but really do something with the history you know like turn it into a museum or something a tour like at the very least if you're not going to live in it, I don't, I wouldn't live in it. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if people live in it, but, oh, um, yeah, sorry. Moving on. I got like distracted <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, no, um, I think that pretty much hits all our New Orleans. Yeah, habits, yeah, so. those are, we, no, but all this like ghost story reminds me that there is actually, um, I think it's in Soho. So now it's a clothing shop and you go into the clothing shop and there's like a well in the middle of the shop, like a huge well, like a round well. And apparently there's this whole ghost story about this, like, guy was cheating or something and the girl confronted him. And then the guy, like, was upset and dropped her into the well and killed her. Something like that. Long time ago in New York. And after that, they covered the well. Um, it was, right now it's a clothing shop, but before it was a restaurant. And I, I know a friend that used to work at that restaurant and he said, that it is actually haunted and when guys come to the bar that are like cheaters they would the girl the ghost would like drop bottles or like swing the lights in front of the guys and i was like what that is so amazing oh my god can we go there i love that it's no, a clothing, wait, it's a store, clothing store <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. but it used to be, I know. <laughs> so that reminded me of that. Be <laughs> a bar again. I know that would be like so fun, but honestly, but that's such a fucking was... hazard. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> no, like drunk people just falling into the well anyway. Oh god, but... no, they covered it, but 
<laughs> that is true. Um, I do want to ask you, like, yesterday, oh, okay, so yesterday we were having a conversation about how we want to spend the summer, right? And although I am not single, I would love to spend the summer doing, like, super fun things, which I talked with my boyfriend about, and we're like, you know, I think we spend enough money just going to bars right outside of work, you know? <laughs> we want to, if anything, let's, like, Lord, have no. a night, go to a club, or do, you know? Like, spend that money somewhere else, like, doing something really fun during this summer. Let's try to, like, be more active and stuff. And we're talking about that. I was talking about that with Liz yesterday, too. So, yeah. you know, like, hot so, girl summer stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which we kept hot saying. Hot summer! <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I totally agree. You know, I just, I've had an interesting past, like, year. Um, so, it, there's been, like, a series of events in my life. Some are personal to me. Some are just outside of me and my close friend mm-hmm. group. Um, you know, where you just are confronted with like, we're getting older, like life is short. Like, you know, honestly, part of the whole birthday shenanigans ongoing (laughs) was because (laughs) like so many years, like I would just work on my birthday and I wouldn't really do anything special. um, And I wouldn't celebrate myself or my life or being like with my friend. Like I just wouldn't enjoy life as much. And I just... (laughs) it kind of was a wake up call for me to be like, when was the last time I wasn't at work on my birthday? Like, yeah. that's, that's fucked up for I've myself. I was too. just like, I feel like, I've always been at work. Yeah. And yeah. you know, not that there's anything wrong with work, but when all you do or when it starts to feel like all you do is go to work and go home and go to bed and like mm-hmm. rinse, repeat, you just, it, it just weighs on you after a while. So mm-hmm. um, I've made more of a point of, the work-life balance, trying to find that and trying to, I don't know, just have more fun. And like, of course, in the summer, it's like easier to do that. There's a lot more outside and everyone's excited and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, hot girl summer. (laughs) But no, I've, I've really been making a point of like, if you don't make time and make an effort to do those things that you want to do, like, they're not just going to happen. So you got to make it happen. Um, so yeah, like even going to the beach yesterday, like I, I was like, eh, do I really want to, but yeah, you know, could have been lazy and stayed home, but yeah, but I've had entire summers go by and I never went to the beach and I'm like, I live in a city where the beach is like half hour, hour away. Like, yeah. What am I doing? Like, you know, like (laughs) to have a whole summer go by and it goes by fast. So anyway, yeah, I've been very in a sense, in a, in a season Mm -hmm. of like, seize the moment, celebrate life, live, try to live each day to the fullest. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a random Tuesday, you know, what can you do today that would fulfill you and make you feel joyful and, you know. So dating wise, what do you you think will be happening during the summer? Are you like going to focus more? So, okay, a little bit to, to explain a little bit why I'm asking this is... Liz always complains she doesn't do anything fun or whatever, but I feel like the stories of dating stories I hear from Liz are insane. And I, like, live through them sometimes. Like, what happened? 
it's like she meets these insane people and it's very new york by the way because it's just kind of like because i just like read an article i sent liz and it was about this guy um that's gay he came out and he moved to new york and it was his like first time dating not dating woman because he used to date woman just to hide that he was gay or whatever and he was saying like he had to like redo his whole like thinking of dating or how to act or how dating is and he 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 wrote the article saying like because he came out now it's different i felt while i was reading the article i was like that's exactly how I felt when I moved to New York and I had to like redo my whole like brain about dating in New York because it's so different from any other part of the world. Um, and the experiences this guy had, he, he was saying like, oh, I felt like these gay dudes just see me like, um, as a body and they don't want to date and they would like rather just have sex or and that was like really hard for him to wrap his head around because he wasn't used to that and he actually wanted romance he wanted the you know white picket fence but also he kind of wanted the like sex swing inside the white picket fence which <laughs> i'm like me too <laughs> that's great you know <laughs> you want the romance but you want the dirty too you know <laughs> but i think it's just how difficult it is to date in new york city that's how what i felt like reading that article it's like it's not about being gay it's like dating in new york gay or not i think it's just difficult because people i don't know what it is maybe it's just um <laughs> people are too busy with their lives that they're yeah, just looking I mean, for someone to sleep with or honestly we could have like a whole episode just on this alone but yeah uh -huh. like dating even in this modern era like New York or not New York, it's like mm -hmm. a whole different animal than it used to be. And yeah, I think you have to figure out like where, first of all, decide what it is that you want. Are you looking for like serious and romance and mm -hmm. relationship? Are you looking for fun and casual and whatever? Once you decide mm -hmm. that, then you have to figure out like, how do I find that thing? And so it's just like a, this is a city of like endless, endless people endless variety, endless opportunity. Mm -hmm. Everyone's from a different walk of life. So like you have to kind of be picky and choosy. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Like, definitely. Once you know what you want, like you need to figure out how to get that and go for that full force. I will but, yeah, say no. it, it takes a few years <laughs> to understand New York dating and be like, mm -hmm. okay, now I got it. I know like how to navigate this shit. <laughs> and I know when I meet this type of person, I can expect this much. <laughs> and then when I meet this type of person, I can expect more or less. Yeah, this particular <laughs> article, the writer said, it was like, he learned that Tinder was where gay men go to find serious Actual, relationships, right. which, which is, is so like, crazy. <laughs> much to the surprise of all the straight people where Tinder is like, where you go to be a slut. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure many people find their husbands or wives on Tinder, but, um, I think, I think used been, to, <laughs> yeah, it can happen, you know, never say never. But. What? Okay. So what is your most <laughs> degenerate story in New York city? Um, it could be about dating or not, but you know, I feel like crazy shit always happens related to dating <laughs> more oh yeah like more I don't so know. i go in like seasons of like i'm just gonna do something weird yeah. in seasons of i'm not gonna do anything weird but yeah no i i 
feel like I'm degenerate in the sense of like, I do like to drink. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I don't really experiment too much with drugs, but drinking, hell yeah, um, probably mm-hmm. too much and probably too frequently. But, you know, I also wash it down with some daily harvest smoothies. So it's all about balance, y'all. Balance, baby. It's all about balance. <laughs> Take care of your bodies, but live your truth. Okay. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I would, I definitely have some crazy stories with dating. Um, my first strip club experience was on a first date <laughs> with a rando. I screamed when I heard this. I was like, no, what? I I hadn't met this guy (laughs) before. And um, it turned out he didn't have a current, his current look wasn't anything like his profile pictures. His profile was like, fine or whatever. But I show up and the guy that I find (laughs) has like these giant 80s like glasses (laughs) <laughs> or like 70s glasses like, like the round, huge huge yeah like yeah. with the big thick plastic uh rims and then God. he had like the tiniest little skinny like porn star mustache <laughs> um he looked like a fucking you know pedophile from the 70s i don't know it was it was wild <laughs> and i was just like this is not what you advertised on your hinge profile but I'm here, I guess. So yeah, I showed yeah. up. It was the first day back after pandemic. Why? Wait, why did down. he even call you to a strip club? Because <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's guys, true. Let's like, back up. Don't do that. <laughs> you know. I know. Don't don't do what I do. I'm very uh, unsafe, unsupervised <laughs> adult being very unsafe all the time. No. So I, <laughs> we were chatting. I was at work. And um, we were kind of chatting and flirting over the app. And he was like, say, I was like, what are you up to? He's like, I'm going to go to this strip club. Haven't been since before the pandemic. Like, this is our first night reopening. And it's like, close to my house, whatever. It's very Mm -hmm. fun. It's whatever. I'm going with some friends, he said. So I was like, ooh, sounds fun. Like, I just kind of was just like, nice. And then he was like, did you want to join? And I was in (laughs) one of my moods where I'm like, Sounds weird. Okay. A little fresky. Yeah, yeah. no, like, it, ju- it was just like, hmm, sounds weird as fuck. But yeah, let's go. I don't know you. <laughs> you don't know me. I don't know strip clubs. It's fine. We're just going to okay. go and and see what happens. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I show up. It's a very, very small, like, most people think strip club. It's like sprawling. Right couches and tables and yeah big stage in the middle no this Uh is like railroad style like bar and the behind the bar was where all the strippers danced like it was not big at all and there was like a weird back room where you could get lap dances i guess (laughs) but like it was it was just (laughs) not what you would think of a strip club first of all second of all it was busy super super busy and um yeah i I got there. Everyone was already several drinks in probably cause I was coming from work. So I was getting there mm-hmm. pretty late and, um, <laughs> he immediately like tries to get me a drink, but also it's pretty clear he has no money. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, how was it clear? <laughs> cause he was like, Oh, you know, you, you look like you need a drink. Uh, let me ask my friend. He's paying for me. So, Hey, buddy. Uh, I was like, no, no. Yeah, like, like no, I'm, thank you. Like, <laughs> I'm an adult. 
I'm an adult. If you're not going to pay for me, like your buddy is not going to pay for me. Like, yeah, absolutely not. So I ended up buying him or uh, buying myself like a beer and a shot. And I tried to offer him a shot. And then he uh-huh. awkwardly was like, oh, you know, I would, but uh, I took like antidepressants today. So I really shouldn't be drinking. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, he doesn't <laughs> even drink. And he was at the strip club. Well, so he wasn't he drinking does, at all, or he no, was he like he was, but he was also oh, like, like trying to. I shouldn't to do. Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was trying to get out of it, but didn't know how to do it. Uh, you know. Yeah. Without telling me that he was taking antidepressants, like it was just like a weird overshare, and I was like, no shame with taking meds for your mental yeah. health, but like you invited me here like we're supposed to be having a good time and you're like not drinking and you have no money and <laughs> you have a porn star mustache and, like and what have- is this <laughs> so yeah. yeah anyway and then so i we have like a five minute long awkward conversation i'm desperately trying to get the bartenders to come over and give me alcohol and then all of a sudden he's like oh i gotta go my lap dance is up so he like went and got a lap dance. <laughs> And I was left at the bar alone, which is actually where I made a friend, as you do. Like, there was some <laughs> yeah. other, like, single lady sitting there who, like, struck up conversation with me. It was like, have you ever been here before? I'm like, no, first time in a strip club yeah. at all. And she was like, oh, my God, wow, great. And then, like, we ended up being, like, instant best friends at, just right. for the night, you know. But, like, <laughs> it was, like, one of those things where it's like, thank that God is- you're here. I was so uncomfortable. Such a I was New about- York story, I feel like. It's such a New York yeah. story. And I don't know why. It, like, plays in my head where I see this guy with the fucking glasses and, like, very Williamsburg no. hipsterish. No. Dude. No, that's the thing too. Is like this bar was in like Williamsburg area, and it was filled with hipsters. I mean, not everyone was a hipster, but it's very, yeah. it's a very odd juxtaposition to have a bunch of hipsters in a strip club, strip club. like of kind of seedy, you know. And you got yeah. like the guy in the Hawaiian shirt with the goofy glasses, like <laughs> Williamsburg hipster there, and I'm just like, okay, you that know. Is- Okay, so what happened? Do you you don't talk to this guy, of course, anymore? Because I wouldn't. No. no. <laughs> I wish him well. <laughs> I don't know. We went I our mean, separate ways. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have a interesting experience and a story. You know, a lot of these things that happened to me, like the sense person in my head would be like is a bad idea you should just like go home or yeah. do something else but like there's a part of me with this morbid curiosity where i'm just like i gotta know what happens like i gotta this might be the weirdest thing ever but i gotta see what happens but and look- then at least i'll have a great story <laughs> yeah but also like it could have played out well if the guy was like a normalish dude because it wasn't like first date where should we go strip club no but it was like more naturally like oh yeah i'm here you want to join if you know if you're curious and then (laughs) it could have been a fun time this guy ruined look the bar is very low you know (laughs) you could invite a girl to a strip club and still come out with a relationship not even a relationship but like a good time but this guy failed at that (laughs) well you know what 
what another thing you should definitely put a link to this uh article that we keep talking about with the, mm. the gay guy in New oh, York. yeah yeah he also said something which was right on the money um uh-huh. <laughs> he said like the line between like creeper and like best romantic encounter ever is as thin as how mutually attracted you are to each other. Like it's only a matter of that. Cause if the other, if like you're not attracted to the person, they're a creeper. If you are attracted to the person, it's like love at first sight, magical, amazing, whatever. Right. right? So that is is really on point. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, (laughs) I'm, I'm sure everyone can relate. We've all had those weird, like, this guy is being creepy but like if he was like the hottest person to you mm-hmm. in your eyes you'd be like oh my god i found my future husband yeah. oh my god it's amazing <laughs> like <laughs> okay speaking of hottest people <laughs> what is your type like who would you go for in a normal circumstance say like okay let's do without talking to them first say like say you don't not personality wise just like physical attraction Okay, well, um, <laughs> yeah, because this, this answer is always overly complicated, but I think just on looks alone, it would have, mm-hmm. for me, like, medium-ish to tall uh, mm-hmm. height, more muscular, dark features. I like, like, a I like a beard, like, right. not a crazy beard, a, like, a trim <laughs> one, you know. Not a Santa beard, like some, okay, guys? Some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some nice, like, keep it tight, keep it trim. Yeah. Uh, facial hair Look is, neat. yeah, is, mwah. and then, you know, just like some muscles, like, you take care of yourself and nothing like extreme. Like, I don't need a mm-hmm. fucking meathead gym rat, but like, yeah, I think that's like my, my original, like, high school crush was like Jake Gyllenhaal mm. or so, someone okay, like okay. in that yeah. vein. A little like scruffy, a little, yeah. But- he has dark features too it's funny because like my i have a similar type with liz but we always even in like television shows or whatever in real life we end up being like ew no to the whoever the other person is attracted to but like theory wise we have very similar because i like bearded dudes i like bigger dudes i guess i like a little more chunkier dudes but (laughs) either way but okay one thing I will say, and this is where it gets tricky with online dating, is like you're basically shopping for looks. Like it's really yeah. hard. You can't really tell what a guy's personality is until you've met them. And like these apps, you're just looking at mm. pictures and like Do if they think- say something stupid, they're out. Right. If they like if they have a bad picture or too many pics with their friend, like if they're not good at making a profile, it's like it's really exactly. easy to dismiss yeah. them. Uh-huh. Um, but they, like, like for could me, have been a really good fit, but just right, because you have there's, some people are lazy with profiles, or some you know a lot. There's a lot of reasons that could have, which affected. honestly mm-hmm. is like sad because you know mm-hmm. personality for me is like I would say seventy to eighty percent. Like yeah, yeah, looks are important, but they're much less important than like yeah we got to get each other on a mental level and mm-hmm. like have some similar interests and like goals in life and values. Oh, yeah. Like your looks are only going to get you so far with me. So like, that's why online dating is so hard because it's like, I, I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I want to give mm-hmm. everyone a chance, but I only have so many hours in a week to like devote to this. Right. You know? 
So you don't want to like waste like your one day off with someone that wouldn't be worth like at all. And there's no way to tell that unless maybe a exactly. phone call first or like some mm-hmm. real. Do you do you think the prompts help? Because okay, so now like Hinge or whatever has all these like you can post videos and you can post your voice like voice messages on the profiles. <laughs> I thought because I'm not on these apps, maybe that's why I thought that. I when I heard that and saw that, I was like. That's kind of amazing because you can see the guys that actually put effort and like, you know, they they time it out or make like a little video to be funny or, you know. But do you, I think like- your profile can really make or break your experience on the apps. I think mm-hmm. girls too, but I think guys tend to really underestimate how important it is to put thought into yes the profile and the choosing the pictures and if you don't have pictures get some help you mm. all all you guys have help. a friend <laughs> who yeah. you know a good girlfriend or a sister or someone who can right. help you take like put on a nice outfit go to the park and take some goddamn pictures like there is no <laughs> excuse for like oh this is blurry from 10 years ago like fuck that shit like we live in a modern era like get it together so yeah. pictures are important <laughs> secondly you need to show try to show your personality or your humor through those prompts like i think mm-hmm. it can just really make or break you and i know it's like hilarious coming from me because i'm also very lazy with the app like profiles. But guess what but, guess what i don't think it matters as much for girls because yeah, no, guys, I'll, I'll tell you, as much. no, guys barely read anything mm-hmm. on your profile anyway. So if you have some good pictures, the guys will just be like, nice. Exactly. But for girls, it, you need to real, oh, like, yeah. girls will read that shit and girls uh-huh. will, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they're adding up the pros and cons, like in a moment mm-hmm. on whether they should say hi to you or not. So don't, don't underestimate the importance of thinking it through. Right. Okay. So this leads into my next question. Um, I sent Liz a TikTok today about ugly hot. So there are these celebrities that are, if you think about it, if you pass them on the street, you would not look back and be like, ooh, hot guy. No, they're like <laughs> normal, either normal looking dudes or even in a way ugly, <laughs> but they get their roles or maybe they're really good actors or I don't know what it is. They have this thing where girls are like dying for them. <laughs> and this includes, for me, that guy is like Benedict Cumberbatch is so hot and he I get it he's not that good looking like he's not handsome but like his voice and how he was in Sherlock like how intelligent I mean sure it's a role but that role I feel like made him this like super smart but caring you like a woman can break him into being loving but he's like a sociopath like type of Sherlock character was crazy I know like Adam Driver is like that but I So what I'm trying to say is I fight with my boyfriend a lot about this thing where I'm like, you see, like for guys, you don't have to be super hot and you can still be fucking popular. Girls will like drool over you and you can get the hottest girlfriend in the world. You can be fat or whatever. Sorry, like I don't like the word, but, you know, big or 
whatever, like not that handsome, you could be funny and people will love you. Like fucking, I love like comedians, you know, like guy comedians are much more popular than girl comedians. I'll say, and girl comedians, you still see a lot of hot girl comedians. There are not a lot of hot guy comedians, I don't think. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so that's that's what I mean is like even my type, like it's hard to say because mm. if you get through to me on a mental level or you're funny or you're smart or we have things in common, like I'm much more likely yeah. to fall for you or be attracted to you than if you just have a pretty face, like that's whatever. Right. But I do think the only thing that makes it hard for guys like that is just that initial, like, how do I get girls to talk to me? Or how do I, you know, because mm-hmm. maybe they don't have the pretty face or whatever, the mm-hmm. outward appearance that makes them more approachable. But if you play your cards right, or if you, you know, put some effort into it or in like, have a good, I don't know, pickup line or do people have those still? <laughs> but, or like, you know, if you're friendly and open and warm and seem like safe for a woman yeah. to approach or, mm-hmm. you know, that'll get you much further than just having a pretty face. So yeah, I agree with you. Like you don't uh-huh. have to be conventionally handsome to like have success in dating. But yeah, that whole TikTok was like, are they hot or are they just talented? Yeah. Actor wise. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, the thing that I like argue with my boyfriend is like, you see, it can be like that. But for girls, all of that goes out the window. You just have to be hot. And I know like sometimes it, it might not 100% be true, but I'm like, I firmly believe that. And then my boyfriend is always like, that's not true. Like guys, like he's always like an advocate for guys, right? And he's like, guys don't just look at looks guys that's not i was like name one one actress that is not super hot or not that is not hot that is it gets all the main roles and that guys are like oh my god i want her name it and i i guarantee like he can't think of it he can't (laughs) and then he says some like weird like melissa mccarthy or something and i'm like that's i'm talking about like Guys are like, oh, I want to fuck her, you know, type of, because that's how these guys oh, are. Yeah, you know? I think in mm-hmm. general, if you read any sort of <laughs> scientific backed literature on mm-hmm. female and male sexuality, like guys historically are more visual and, yeah. you know, for better or worse. So, like, you know, not to say that like women who aren't conventionally as pretty can't find men or date or be just as attractive as anyone Uh else that just Mm. that is men are very visual so like yeah wearing that nice outfit doing your hair pretty like that those all go far with men whereas like Mm -hmm. you know as we were saying like for the other way around like yeah we still want you to clean up guys like don't be a slob but like you know if you're not like a jake gyllenhaal we can still very much enjoy you and enjoy your company Mm -hmm. and it's at least for me it's way more about mental uh you know Mm -hmm. and emotional compatibility than it is about physical yeah definitely well Um, what do our what do the listeners think you should ask them like (laughs) do they agree with you like that you know okay how about you guys name one (laughs) actress that's not <laughs> that's fair, super that's fair. hot or whatever um 
because <laughs> I know you can't. <laughs> but okay, the last person that I think I was like, okay, name one person that's like not super, super like conventionally beautiful, but is super popular. And Rodrigo said Cardi B, and I'm like, Car- I think more than half of Cardi B's fans are girls, honestly. <laughs> but. But that's what sure. that's that's yeah. honestly there's probably plenty of women like that too where it's like are they hot or are they talented because talent or personality if you want to translate it to normal people mm-hmm. like it makes up for a huge part of it like if you saw a picture of Cardi B or like if uh, men saw just a picture mm-hmm. of her would they be like so hot I don't yeah. know but because she's successful because she's confident because she has this big personality mm-hmm. like that adds to an element to her attractive level attractiveness right same for men yes i agree <laughs> so i mean we can go on and on about this but we really have could. run out of time <laughs> Uh, Liz will definitely be back on later episodes so we can talk more about, you know, all sorts of things from dating to how to be degenerate to, you know, how to live our lives to the fullest. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but thank truth. you so mm-hmm. much for joining us today. <laughs> thank you. Do you have any last so words? Uh, no. I need more sangria. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> Yeah, I need another Michelada, too. (laughs) We need to celebrate each day. We have a day off today, which is a beautiful thing. I normally would be going to work on a Monday, so I'm going to celebrate that. (laughs) No reserve cut today. (laughs) So, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you have any questions or comments or questions for Liz or if you want to send Liz a birthday present <laughs> all the links will be below as usual um, and for us it's DeGeneres NYMP everywhere TikTok Instagram DM us send us questions um, yeah so do you know our the last part of what we always say me get oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows so. get drunk get laid get high Thank right. you guys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this was the Generous Not Your Mom's podcast. Thank you for listening. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>